I'm going to be with you, keeping you company for another hour. And take you right up to the 10 p.m. WGN TV news broadcast. Right now, want to know what you're watching? What are you binge watching? Is it something new, something old? 312-981-7200, because we have managing editor of Decider.com, Alexander Zalbin. Hi, Alexander. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, thanks for being with us. Um, Something I wanted to talk about before we talk about some of the current things going on right now, some of the current Mm -hmm. viewing, watching opportunities, is um, it seems that the new entertainment trend is going for something old and comforting. A lot of folks are kind of uh, going back to their favorites. Uh, there was a Nielsen study that found that more than half of us are re-watching episodes, TV shows that we've seen before, and a whopping 87% of respondents are sticking with the same music that they normally listen to as well. So mm-hmm. have you been uh, hearing about this? Yeah, I haven't experienced it myself quite as much because my job being to watch new TV, <laughs> right, I'm still yeah. <laughs> watching as true. much new TV as possible. But everybody that I've talked to, you know, in person and just everything that we've been hearing, like you said, from these studies, it's been exactly the same thing that people want comfort right now. And honestly, watching old episodes of The Office or Friends, I guess it got pulled off of digital for the moment. But, you know, going back and watching things like that. That that gives you a sense of steadiness as you're going through this. You get to watch those episodes. You know where the jokes are. You know where the things are going to happen. Even if it's a drama binge, you know, you're going back and watching mm-hmm. episodes of Grey's Anatomy or something like that. It provides that sense of steadiness that you need right now. So it makes a lot of sense to be going and doing that. Absolutely. Um, by the way, you got to plug Antenna TV because uh, they have different strokes. One of my favorite shows and also uh, <laughs> who's the boss so i love going down memory lane there so um yeah thanks for filling us in on that um so what's going on yeah. with you how are you doing how are you um i mean i guess this only facilitates your job even more being stuck at home <laughs> well somewhat somewhat not i mean i have two kids that are five and ten <laughs> so I, I can't really sit here and watch episodes of walking dead while they're uh you know, watching, wandering around or anything like okay, that. Okay, I stand corrected. Um, I apologize. But at, time, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of family stuff that's being put out now. You know, for example, I can say, hey, let's take a break and watch Trolls World Tour uh, on VOD for my quote-unquote job mm-hmm. uh, at the current time, you know, so nice. the kids can watch it or they've been revisiting a lot of stuff. And uh, frankly, a lot of the stuff we've been covering, and I don't know if it's in, say the same for you, but there's such an interest, like we were just talking about, on legacy content, things that uh, you see on Netflix now that they have their top 10 lists up, you see these old movies that are just popping up for almost no reason. I think like last week, everybody was watching Olympus Has Fallen, for example. Really? Uh, the, uh, the Gerard, yeah, the Gerard Butler action movie. I think huh. basically what happens the economy that I've kind of figured out is because everybody's looking for something new to binge and everybody's just watching things all the time, some celebrity will say, oh, man, here's the thing that I'm binging right now. Uh-huh. And then you'll see that immediately spike up in Netflix. Everybody starts watching it. And then a celebrity you know, recommends something else, and they move on to the next thing. And 
that's kind of how it's working. So, uh, so yeah, we're covering a lot of that as well. You know what? You're totally right, Alex, because I was watching some celebrity interview and it was mentioned Peaky Blinders was mentioned. And I've mm-hmm. never watched Peaky Blinders and there's, you know, five seasons of it out. And I don't know why I just started it. And, you know, it's like the perfect time to kind of tackle something that's in that deep season wise, because I feel as though I'll be able to catch up by the time the new season rolls out. Yeah. And I think on the other end of the spectrum, and I'm looking at the Netflix top 10 right now, and the number five is Despicable Me. And I don't even think it necessarily dropped anytime soon on Netflix. It's just particularly for families, I know the screen time has gotten way up for my kids, and I'm sure it's the same for everybody else. You're just looking for anything that you can kind of throw at them for a couple of hours to keep everybody busy. Um, so any, any other those old movies, give them exposure. I know. Any other recommendations for kids? Um, you did just mention Despicable Me, too, but... The biggest thing that's been working for us is Disney Plus, just because mm-hmm. everything there is PG, maybe PG-13, if you're talking about things like the Marvel movies. But even those are relatively innocuous, depending on whether you have slightly older kids who are interested in the superhero stuff. There's just so much there. I mean, from we we did a binge watch of all the princess movies, particularly for younger <laughs> kids. Something like Snow White, you probably forget that's about an hour long. So it's not much of a commitment. You're getting in, you're watching something, you can come up with an excuse in your head that, oh, it's a part of film history. That's what I'm showing them right now. Uh, but they also have a lot of, if you have people that are into the Disney Channel original movies or the live shows, my kids for some reason got totally obsessed with That's a Raven and Raven's yes. Home, the sequel series. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> Tons of stuff like that going on there. I think particularly if you have a family, there's no better streaming service at the current time. Well, I love that. Uh, Talking with the managing director of Decider.com, Alexander Zalbin, we're going to be talking about the, um, you know, the next season for TV and, you know, what, how is it going to be in, is it going to happen because of coronavirus or, or is it going to be delayed? (laughs) Is it going to be, is it in flux? We're going to find out more from Alex coming up. Chatting with managing editor of Decider.com, Alexander Zalbin. Alex, tell us what's going on with the next uh, TV season. A lot of season finales just happened. And I mean, I guess new shows aren't shooting right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the short answer is that nobody knows what's going on, because of course, <laughs> nobody really knows what's going on in the world. But uh, I mean, the place that we're at right now is so weird, particularly if you're a fan of broadcast TV, because some shows were able to complete their seasons before everything that was got shut down, before production was shut down. So they're coming out as normal, at least through May, through the regular time when you have season finales. But then there are plenty of things that just didn't finish, and they aren't able to finish. And there's some things that are caught in the middle where they're able to edit at home, or they're able to finish it in some way, but then you have effects-heavy series. Uh, For example, uh, The Walking Dead, this happened a little while ago, but that's still a very big series on TV. Because it's so effects-heavy, they just weren't able to complete the last episode of the season. So the second-to-last episode of the season is the last one they broadcast, and they said, well, we'll put up the next one 
sometime. Uh, and with something like that, when you have a huge franchise like wow. The Walking Dead, that doesn't just affect that show and that one episode of the show. They also have spinoff shows. They have the next season of the show. Uh, so nobody knows when these things are going to happen. And in the interim, there are two things that are going on. The first thing that's going on is a lot of writing staffs are still getting together, doing not exactly business as usual, but they're hopping on Zoom almost every day. They're writing out scripts. They're getting ready so that as soon as they get the go-ahead to go back to set, <laughs> they could be right out of the gate and get right back into filming. But the second part of it is that usually around May, there's something called network upfronts, which is when two things happen. Uh, the networks present their new schedules uh, for the season, for the upcoming season in the fall. Uh, and then also they try to sell as much advertising as they possibly can. But right now, nobody's buying advertising. Nobody knows what things are going to look like. So that's very much in flux. So there's, again, this raises more questions than answers necessarily. At the current time, everybody, like everybody else, is kind of taking it month by month. And the assumption is, okay, hopefully we'll be able to get to back to some semblance of shooting TV shows in June or July, we hope, which means they still should be on track for doing September, October. But I think what you're going to see, the biggest thing that everybody is pretty sure about, at least in terms of broadcast TV, is we're going to see a lot of shows that were on the bubble, meaning shows that people weren't really watching or weren't necessarily interested in, mm -hmm. will almost definitely come back because they already have the sets, they already have the cast, they're already ready to go versus pilots that did not get shot and won't necessarily be able to come in clean. So that's going to happen. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have the streaming networks like Netflix and Hulu, et cetera, that are like, oh, yeah, we have months of content. We're good. <laughs> so they're going to be good for a go for a while. If you're just a TV fan, you're going to have plenty of stuff to watch over the next couple of months, no matter what. But certainly it's a very weird, interesting, nerve-wracking time for anybody who's in the broadcast industry. Wow. Alex, you just dropped a wealth of knowledge on me. I was like, oh, May, <laughs> network upfronts. And is that all the major networks? They That's what they present their shows and sell advertising. Is that going to be so that didn't happen? So when will they do that? Well, a lot of them, there's old information on a lot of this stuff. So the, the network upfronts are usually like NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, mm -hmm. the CW. And then there's a couple of other networks that do things as well. Um, there's some of them that about a month ago said, okay, we're going to just move to a digital upfront. So we'll just have a CEO standing in front of a camera uh -huh. talking about here's Riveting. our schedule. <laughs> but the last time we really, yeah, but the last time we heard anything about that was a month ago. And at this point, who knows if they even have the tech to be able to do that. Certainly a lot of people are doing earnings calls like that. Like Netflix have their big, hey, we just got 16 million new subscribers call that they did, uh, I think it was last night or the night before, and that was the head of Netflix just sitting in a lodge somewhere <laughs> talking on his webcam. So I think that's the sort of thing you're going to see going forward. Uh, but the big question is, will they have anything to announce? Will they be able to say, here's our fall schedule, if they don't even know if they're going to be shooting or putting out TV shows in the fall? Got it. Will they have something new to present? Okay. Um, mm hmm Alex, yeah. the thing that I gleaned from that, uh, you know, knowledge bomb that you just dropped is um, that there won't we won't run out of things to watch, though. You, you're saying that Netflix has plenty because yeah. the governor here in Illinois just announced that, uh, you know, our stay at home order is going to remain in place through May 30th. So there's going to be plenty to watch. Mm -hmm. Netflix isn't going to run out of yes. stuff. Netflix has said. 
if nobody else does, <laughs> Netflix has, they have said, at least three to four months worth of content banked up to put out. And I mean, based on they just released their May schedule, and it's still completely packed with new TV shows, returning seasons, movies, etc. So there's going to be tons of stuff there. I believe Disney Plus has stuff uh, banked up as well. Hulu, Prime Video, any of those services. And there's also there's a new service that's going to be launching later on in May called HBO Max, which is all of uh, Warner Brothers networks, including HBO and TNT and Cartoon Network and a bunch of others. That's launching, I believe, May 27th. And they're going to have tons of new shows and tons of old shows. That's the new home of Friends. So if you've been missing Friends on Netflix ah. for the past couple of months, that's where that's going. So even if you even if somehow you get through everything on Netflix <laughs> by the end of May, you have a whole new streaming service to try out at the end of the month. Okay. So, Alex, what have you been watching? What do you recommend? I mean, there's a bunch of things that I'd recommend right now. A Better Call Saul just finished its yes. season. If you're any sort of fan of the Breaking Bad spinoff, this season was phenomenal. My one caveat about it is it's very stressful. So if you're <laughs> looking for something to just calm down with and chill out at the end of the day, it's not that show. But this was the best season yet, and there are five seasons in. So that's fantastic. Another one that I've been recommending to everybody that's much much sillier, but so much fun. There's a show on Netflix called Outer Banks, which the basic pitch is like the OC or any sort of teen show mixed with Goonies. But there's a bunch of kids in Outer Banks, North Carolina. They have the whole romantic entanglements. Some of them are very poor. Some of them are very rich. Maybe the poor people fall in love with the rich people. I don't know. But at the same time, they're searching for sunken, buried treasure. What? So it's this extra wrinkle. I know it sounds crazy, but it's this extra wrinkle of a treasure hunt that's going on there. And it's very fun. The cast is great. It's very well shot. It's 10 episodes on Netflix now. And if you are looking for something to chell out with, I definitely recommend that. So Outer Banks, is uh, it just something for teens then? It's something that's bingeable for adults as well. Yeah, I think I've talked to a couple of my colleagues about this. We were surprised how well it's shot is the thing. Like, it's okay. really beautifully shot at the same time. So even if you're not totally into the teen show thing, maybe you like the treasure hunt thing, maybe you'll just appreciate what it looks like. It's very fun. And it's something you can uh, do with your one, teens. I, I think you're... Exactly. It's a bond. Yes. Uh, the last one I was going to recommend is Westworld is on now. I believe you're watching that as well. Am I am. I wrong about that? No, I yes. am watching it. It's uh, been, uh, I think so far this season for me has been better than the last season, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. very confusing. I never know. I don't, I don't know who's, who's <laughs> human and who's not human. And I am very confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I agree with you. I mean, it's, they took the concept. It originally was this Western theme park and now they're in a very cyberpunk Los Angeles and other places in the world, and there's robots fighting, and you don't know who are the robots. But again, it's a very pretty series, and I think that's the thing that keeps me coming back time after time, is even if I don't know exactly what's going on, uh, Tanty Newton is phenomenal on the show. Evan Rachel Wood is great, and it looks so good. Like, this is something that HBO has spent so much money on, (laughs) that even if I'm not totally into the plot all the time, I I just like watching them do the stuff. It is beautiful, yes. Um, what else uh, coming up on HBO? There's a new show called uh, with Hugh Jackman that looks very intriguing. 
Yeah, this is actually a movie called Bad Education. Oh, it's a movie. Okay. At 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is HBO paid $20 million to buy this movie. That was the initial story about it. Nobody wow. actually knew what it was about or anything other than they went to a film festival and paid $20 million, which I think was the biggest ever at the time, though I think it's been beaten now. Um, and it's gotten very good reviews. Our film reviewer, Decider, I believe, liked it as well. Uh, it stars Hugh Jackman as the principal of a school uh, in Roslyn on Long Island. Uh, it's a very well-to-do school. It's a very smart school. Uh, but as you can probably tell from the title, Bad Education, uh, he is perhaps doing some things wrong in the background. Uh, Hugh Jackman is supposed to be great in it. And uh, if you're looking for a new movie for adults, this one is not for the teens. That's 8 o'clock on HBO on Saturday. Well, it's intriguing to me because I think it's perfectly timed in terms of release because you're thinking about, you know, all the the Tony Rich folks that were able to kind of buy their way in mm-hmm. to nice universities for their kids. Yeah, it definitely uh, has shades of that. Uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil any of the oh, twists. Got it's it. based on a true story, so you can definitely look into it, but... Uh, certainly it is a rich versus poor type thing, which certainly ties into a lot of what people are thinking about right now. Absolutely. Um, and of course, I'm willing to watch anything with Chris Hemsworth in it. Yes. Uh, Extraction is actually out on Netflix tomorrow. This is also a movie. Uh, this is a big action movie, and though some of the politics might be a little dicey, um, it's Chris Hemsworth. It's from the stunt coordinator, I believe, of the Marvel movies. It's written by Joe Russo, who is half of the Russo brothers, who directed Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War. It's a much more down-to-earth action movie, um, but there's a stunt scene in the middle that is 12 minutes long. It's just a nonstop one-shot car chase it's sort of the centerpiece there. So if you want to watch Chris Hemsworth go to town on people and just kill them <laughs> straight up, oh, no. uh, that is uh, debuting on, on Netflix tomorrow. Does any of that happen shirtless? Um, great question. <laughs> he does uh, dive off of a cliff into the water. So I think he's wearing a shirt, but he does get very wet while okay. he's doing it. All so right. I will tune a little in then. 50, 50 yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we yeah. have a couple of minutes left. Uh, anything, anything else that you want to mention that you think, whether uh, it's on TV or um, on Hulu or Netflix uh, coming out? Sure. A couple of quick things that I can recommend coming up. Uh, Sunday on Showtime at 10 p.m., there's a show called Penny Dreadful City of Angels. This is a spinoff of the original Penny Dreadful show that took Frankenstein and Dracula and a bunch of other horror monsters and jammed them together. This is now set in 1930s Los Angeles and stars Natalie Dormer from Game of Thrones. So if you want to watch her vamp it up on screen, that's a great one to check out. Also, Monday on Netflix, there's a comedy called Never Have I Ever that's coming from Mindy Kaling. Oh, love uh, her. And it's about an Indian-American teenager. Yeah, and it's very charming and very great. And if you miss her voice on TV, that's a great one to check out as well. The entire series is dropping Monday. Uh, and the last one, which I haven't had a chance to check out, but every single person that I trust has highly recommended this. It's one of the best series of the year. Uh, Wednesday on Hulu is the debut of Normal People, which is uh, a uh, adaptation of a book, uh, and it's supposed to be absolutely beautiful. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you for the heads up on all of that. Yep, we got a 
whole nother month uh, of stay at home uh, until May 30th. So I really appreciate that and the reassurance that we won't run out of things to binge watch. So appreciate you being with us. Alexander Zalbin of uh, Decider.com. He's the managing editor. Stay well, Alex, and stay safe and continue homeschooling. A whole lot more coming up on WGN Radio.